This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? It's Wednesday night. And you know what that means. I know I'm not the one that's usually saying that to you, but Sean is traveling for the biggest wrestling weekend of the year. I'm your host for this evening. We're going to be covering AEW Dynamite. My name is Robert DeFelice. I'm here with Alex Pulowski. A lot of you are way more familiar with him. Alex, how you doing tonight? Uh, I'm all right. Um, as, 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 as Sean and I coined a while ago while talking about Raw many years ago, there was a such a thing as the Monday Night Monkey's Paw, where you wish for something to, be ha- to happen, and it happens, but not the way you want it. And so tonight we got the Wednesday night monkey's paw in the, at the after the main event. So so it's just a thing, you know. For me, <laughs> for me, it's not exactly how I want uh, to be rooting for for uh, for Adam Cole to get victories. But we'll we'll see, we'll see. Honestly, a great a great great night. Really cool stuff. The halfway point of the show gave us some of the most I think intrigue over the next two months of programming that I yes. that I can imagine, and I'm very very excited. Absolutely a very give-and-take show tonight, I would say myself. But we want to hear what you guys have to say. So get in your Super Chats, get in those Humper Chats at HumperChats.com. And our wonderful moderator, Luis, will be sorting that all out for us. It is also his birthday, so show him some love on his wonderful day. And yes, we will just start breaking this all down with how the show started, which was... Matt Hardy against Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy, I would say, needed a strong win coming into this show sure. because he needs to look strong going up against MJF and probably a few yep. of the other pillars. And yep. Matt Hardy is a the best veteran who just wants to help the young talent put on as good of a match as they possibly can. Of course, this had Ethan Page ringside. Yep. Would eventually get the reuniting of Jungle Hook as I mean, ish. I, I wanted to see him like embrace in the ring or something, but well, I'm sure we'll get a tag match out of it, and that's enough yeah. for me. Yeah, but I, know, really, well, I, I want, I want to, I want them to be Luke Perry and Jason Priestley. I want them to be like the best friends. I don't, I don't. Uh, occasionally, ships passing in the night. That's good enough, but you know, I always want more. Yes, I mean Hook's not really an emotional guy. If he's gonna, that's no, true. If he's gonna take a photo at a signing, I'm pretty sure fans have to actually request that he smile. He doesn't really want to be mm-hmm. the emotional type, but you know, this was a great kind of showcase match for Jungle Boy. It furthered his relationship with Hook, and it also furthered the dissension of the firm as Ethan Page accidentally. Yep. Punched Matt Hardy in the face because Matt Hardy seems to just be orchestrating the mm-hmm. absolute downfall of this group. Yeah. And then once it was all over, Alex, mm-hmm. champion MJF came out and had yeah. quite a lot to say about yeah. young Jack Perry. He said when they had their match at Double or Nothing 2020, you know, he felt like he met his equal. He said, I finally found someone I respect and that I told you to stop being such a nice guy. And Jack Perry basically said, well, if I have to be like you, then I wouldn't want to be at the top of this industry. And I thought it was actually a great back and forth. One of the first really good back and forths Jungle Boys had without having to bring up Christian's ex-wife. So what do you yep. think of this segment? Um, I, uh, I, I, the match I thought was really good. I thought uh, Matt really took it to, to Jack, which is necessary for a match like this to give Jack uh, a lot of time to sell and and fight from underneath and the the side effects that that Matt is hitting like on the apron on the outside really looking really stiff that's good stuff that's what we need from him in this role um love uh hook coming out I, I like that little um I like anytime there's a there's a little bit of inkling we're gonna get jungle hook again i'm I'm very excited for it um i don't I don't need them to always be together. But I do need from them once 
to for them to be tag champs for like I don't know a month and a half just 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 so they we, we can say that that happened. Um, but um, uh, jacket and the victory, good. Uh, MJF uh, coming out to interrupt, and I like if they are going to do this thing that I that I hope they do, which is the fatal four way among the pillars at double or nothing. It certainly seems that's what they're doing. I love the idea of MJF running separate feuds with all four of them that then result in a four-way match with all three of them, excuse me. Um, so this, like coming out and talking to uh, Jack tonight sets the, sets the tone for what this particular uh, feud is about. There's a different tone that's going to be set for the Sammy one and a different tone that's going to be set for the Darby one, but they all happen at the same time. I think that's really cool. And it's going to show off how versatile Max can be as a heel. Because one of the things that I loved about all of this is that he says, I can be honest. Like, I had that match with you where we tore the house down uh, at Double or Nothing 2020. Uh, we stole the show. Everyone knew we were the face, of the, we were the future of the business. I can admit that for the first time in my life, I was in the ring with a guy I thought was my equal, was my rival, a guy that I would be fighting for the rest of my life. And I found you backstage. And I wanted to shook your hand because I was the bigger man and all this stuff. Of course, he builds himself up in it. But the fact that he's able to actually show that underlying uh, baseline of respect for, for Jack Perry. And then turn it on, it, on its head and say, um, you're a nice guy. Nice guys finish last. Um, and if you had only followed what I told you to do. Then, then everything would be fine for you. But now it's not. Obviously, you're the one who's complaining about it. But I thought that all of this um, was really, really well done. Um, I, I like the the fire that I saw in Jack. I like the Jack admitting that he's like, yeah, you know what? There are a lot of things about you that I wish that I had. I wish I had that kind of confidence. But I also feel like that confidence makes you a narcissist, which I don't want any part of. I thought that was a re it was a really well put together. Um, promo segment between the two of them. And now I love that this is where this part of this uh, this program for the Four Pillars match is starting from. And I'm really interested in seeing how they differentiate that with the other two. I do hope that they carry this to Double or Nothing. I think the Pillars deserve the spotlight. They have... It's been three years. This is where the company should be. We should be able to see them in a match. And... Obviously, we saw Darby watching this mm -hmm. match, and we saw Sammy watching the match mm -hmm. with Tay. Right. Hopefully, they get more into it as well. Right now, I really like the idea of this headlining a pay-per-view. I do think the company probably has something else in mind to headline the next mm -hmm. card, but this is a great match to anchor a show and spotlight mm -hmm. their core talent. Right. I think this is really good. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I certainly have an open mind for what they're going to do with the other two, and how it, it should be different and and fun. Um, and we'll we'll see we'll see where that goes. They, they have a they have a lot of work to do um, with with Sammy in particular with me, um, making him feel like he belongs in this, because I do feel like they have done a great job in making Darby feel very very special the whole way through. And I think Jungle Boy, his arc finally getting over this thing with Christian leads him directly into this path. Sammy still feels like Jericho Stooge. He's always going to feel like Jericho Stooge until they do something to make him not feel like that. And that's what I anticipate they're going to try to do with this storyline. Uh, yeah, and I completely agree. I didn't appreciate him referring to himself as the job guy for the JAS a couple of weeks ago. He needs to have more confidence in his own ability. But guys, remember to get in your super chats and your humper chats. Like this great one from Tom LaValle that says, happy birthday, Luis. Again, watching y'all on the small screen with all access on the big screen. Thank you. My takeaway tonight, wanted Butch to win. I can't yeah, we'll say talk, we'll, I we'll talk, can't say we'll I talk about the same that. way. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that. Yeah, but as we... Roll along here. We got a vignette with the acclaimed and Billy Gunn going out in the town with 2.0. They took him out to eat. They took him out to a hockey game. They're like, "What are you in? Are you in the JS?" And they say, 
we'll tell you next week. Harmless fun, Alex. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I mean, getting to I love I did I did appreciate uh, uh Billy Gunn being the guy be like, are you sure you want to do this? You're gonna pay for whatever we want with Jericho's card. All right, lobster and steak and wine for everybody. Like it was great. Like he's the he's the guy who like honestly he's a, he's a you know what he's a dad. It's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm gonna let you make that choice. Are you sure you do? If you do, fine. But I'm also not going to make it easy on you. Like, there's some really good stuff there. I like that a lot. Um, uh, do I think the acclaimed are going to join JAS? No, I do not. The JAS is being spread awful thin right now. Yas is out there going uh, no. They're saying no. They're not saying yas. They're saying no. Like we have, they're 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 still involved. Are they still involved with this thing with the House of Black? But now we got this thing we're going to talk about later with Jericho and, and Cole. Now we get this thing we're going to try and get at the acclaimed. The acclaimed are going to say no. So now we got a different thing. I think this is supposed to pull at all the strands of the JAS, hopefully breaking them up for good. And I don't have to watch that act anymore. <laughs> I do like seeing them go in separate ways because if you've got, you know, five guys you should probably spread them out like this and mm-hmm. everywhere they're going at least makes sense even mm-hmm. if i'm sure a lot of people weren't too thrilled with the exposure of the js today yeah but earlier in the night we had don Callis talking to kenny omega he says hey you know i'm sorry i slipped last week he didn't uh page didn't hit me i apologize but hey why do you think he hit me what trust issues do you have such, with your friend? Such and, good gaslighting. Kenny such good gaslighting. Deadpans him and goes, he's hit you before. What do you mean, why did I think he hit you? He's done it before. And uh, Callus goes, I'm going to apologize to him myself. I'm going to find him. I'll be the bigger man. I'll handle this. And Kenny's like, I'm not asking you to handle this. What are you doing? So yeah, Callus does gonna, go. Yeah, yeah. He does go to talk to Hangman who is being interviewed by Marvez. He says, well, who do you think attacked the elite last week? And Hangman says, well, it was obviously the Blackpool Combat Club. It was obviously these guys. And here comes Callis saying, hey, I'm sorry. I slipped. No big deal. And boom, here comes the BCC. They they beat him down. They uh, Moxley punches Callis, and Callis is busted wide open, mm-hmm. which was absolutely gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh I I'm so here for for Moxley and his and his band of goons who just beat up everybody they come into contact with. They're like the ultimate bullies. Um and you can't fight back against them. I guess we should mention here like this was after they squashed Dalton and the boys. Well, Claudio squashed a boy. While the other boy and Dalton were on the outside in being put in getting mauled. Like, like this is exactly how these this type of a trio should run a match. Attack your opponents before the before the match starts. The guy who's legal gets run out of the building by one of your three guys, while the other two of your guys put his friends in a submission on the outside. Because you know Rick Knox is never going to call anything, or whoever was the yeah. referee. No one's ever going to do anything about it. So this was great. Honestly, it was everything. Do I think it made Dalton Castle and the boys look uh, look bad? No, because Dalton was out there getting his ass whooped by by Moxley in a surprise attack. And the boys are the boys. Let's be honest; they don't have names. They're just they, they're gonna get their asses handed to them by Claudio Castagnoli. So this was honestly a great way to immediately get this out of the way, and then you move directly into now. Basically, BCC has decided that everyone is fair game. They, they're they just going to take out everybody, including Don Callis. I wonder if Don Callis got busted open when his sunglasses got slapped off his face. Because if they broke when he got, when they got slapped off his face, that could have easily cut him in the forehead. There was the a punch report. from Moxley did not, did not look good. There was a report from Mike Johnson that said he got legitimately busted open. So that would make more sense that I mean, it was yeah. the glasses that did that. And not just like John Moxley's powers of bleeding on every single show just being placed into callus for the evening. Yeah. But Tony Schiavone runs up to Kenny Omega and says, Hey, 
I know you got this match, Jeff Cobb coming up right now, mm-hmm. but uh, BCC just beat up Hangman and Don Callis. Yep. And Kenny gets pissed, but he says, I've got a match. And yep. boy, did he ever, because Kenny and Jeff Cobb absolutely oh, tore it down. You know, there was, you had Cobb trying to be Kenny Omega, doing the finger gun pose, doing the V trigger, went for the one winged angel. Kenny got to slip off the back. He was working his back the entire match, but, you know, managed to pull out a couple V triggers, Snapdragon, eventually with the help of the ropes, gets him up in the one winged angel and no one kicks out of that. Kenny wins in a really fun match. And the fun was only just beginning there, Alex. But what did you think of the match? Um, uh, first of all, I'm I'm told I have to mention this. Uh, this is the, I I I fully cop to not watching um, like full I watching every like bell to bell that I could possibly get of Kenny Omega in New Japan years ago, but not seeing a lot of his entrances. So I did not spot Devil's Sky when it started playing, like everyone on my timeline did, and they went absolutely ape shit about it. I was like, "Oh yeah, that is that is uh, his New Japan theme." Um, so that's great. Everyone's really excited about that. I don't that people think it portends something very specific. I don't know what it portends. It just means anything. he's defending a New Japan belt, and they yeah. just had the rights to that song for the evening, which is totally great. Um, this is what I love. Uh, the subtle, not, I don't know if it's even subtle because it, it's pr- pretty obvious to me, but Kenny Omega being such an amazingly well-rounded wrestler, uh, he's, if he's not the best, he's 1A or 1B. Like, he's so great. Um, but last week, he goes up against Vikingo, who's like half his size, but twice as fast as Kenny Omega, who is a really fast dude. And so Kenny Omega has to alter his whole way of doing stuff and say, well, he's faster than I am, but if I can catch him a couple of times, I can really hurt him because I'm bigger than he is. Then the next week he goes up against Jeff Cobb, who is who is surprisingly fast for his size, but also way stronger and bigger than Kenny Omega. So Kenny Omega goes, I got to see if I can match his speed and, and double it in order to beat him, it's fantastic that he uses two completely different advantages against one small, fast guy one week and one big, you know, fast, but not as fast as Kenny guy the next week. This was so great. It was a completely different style of Kenny Omega wrestling. Um, Cobb is amazing. I've always loved Cobb. Um, I, I, I loved, like, Cobb hit a V-trigger. Like, that, like... A man as big as he is, running as fast as he is, putting his knee in your friggin' ear should kill a normal man. Thank God Kenny Omega is not a normal man because he he got up out of that and was able to hit a a one-winged angel on him to get the win after a couple of V-triggers. This match was amazing and and had uh, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, intriguing, um, beautiful thing that happened after it that I, I can't keep talking about. This was my favorite part of the show, Alex. Let's talk about it. BCC, they're not done. They just wanna they just want to beat more people up, Alex. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they in fact did. And therefore out comes Mox, out comes Yuda, out comes Claudio. They're doing like the shield thing where they kind of get mm-hmm. around the ring and suddenly here comes Brian Danielson who runs down to the ring, BCC backs everything, like, what are you doing? What's going on here? He helps Kenny Omega up. Kenny Omega's like, yeah, what now? And turn around, and Psycho Knee, Brian Danielson, turns full heel with the BCC. He does the label lock, holds on to Kenny's nostrils to make him stop mm-hmm. kind of breathing. He smothers him, and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are on the road to what I think will be the best thing this company presents all year, which is probably anarchy in the arena, followed by mm-hmm. blood and guts. What do you think, Alex? <sighs> Honestly, I I don't I don't even want the gimmick. I want these eight guys in a match. I want these guys. I always eat these eight guys in a match. I mean, listen, 
we'll get the gimmick eventually, but I, I need to see a normal match between these, between these gentlemen first. Uh, and then we'll add all the gimmicks afterwards. Um, I, I love this because I don't know why, but for the first 15 seconds, um, I didn't see it coming because I so badly wanted Danielson and Omega to be friends, if only for a little while, because the two of them together, who's stopping that? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it doesn't make any sense because he's got the bucks. Well, we don't know how long Matt's going to be out with his bicep thing. Um, and, and there's the there's the tension with Hangman. Like, I was excited for the possibility of them just doing Brian Danielson coming back and being like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, I like wrestling hard and, and kicking people's heads in, in the ring in a sanctioned match. I don't need to, to do what you guys have been doing, which is running amok and causing craziness. William Regal never would have wanted this. He wants violence, but in the ring, not what you're doing. I thought they were going to do that with Danielson. And how stupid was I? Because obviously the best thing is for him to have said, after losing to MJF, when he says, I'm going home, it's not, I'm going to go back and hang out with my kids and Brie, although that's probably what he did do for a couple of weeks. It's not, I'm going back to ROH. It's not, Lord knows, going back to WWE. It's going back to violence. It's going back to kicking mother effers effing heads in. That's who Danielson really is. That's his home. And so he's going back home. And of course, the perfect thing is, 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 is Kenny Omega, who he fought to a standstill a couple of times and always said, you're not better than me, Kenny. You're still not better than me. And how are we going to do this now? Now he's just out for blood. Now he's just out to ruin Kenny Omega's Christmas. Like, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait for this, man. Couple things I did notice that Brian said to Kenny, "You are what's wrong with professional wrestling." Right. After he was done beating him up, yeah. I also want to point out when Brian showed up two years ago, he said in the first post-show scrum, "Look, CM Punk can come back and want to help the young guys. That's fine. I just want to kick their heads in." Right. And I think it's time yep. that Brian Danielson starts kicking their heads in. Well, we got a few super chats about this. We got one from Ricardo that just simply says, BCC kicked the shit out of Kenny. And mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And Jam Beard said, give Brian the US title. It'd be the perfect reason to send him to Japan for a few matches. I know Brian wants to go to Japan. Yep. I, I am not against at all the idea of Brian getting his actual win against Omega. Goes to Japan as U.S. champion, can lose it to anyone, or just you know defend it at Forbidden Door or do whatever. Brian is the perfect pro wrestler in a right. lot of ways, and yeah. this is great. Here's the thing, you know, um, uh, Tony loves his long feuds so much, so it's like two months between now and um, and Double or Nothing. Um, so we'll see, but. Um, Matt Jackson's bicep might heal on its own. That's apparently what they're trying to do, according to Brian Alvarez, I guess, um, is that's what they're trying to do uh, with it is just see if it is a partial tear, might heal on its own. So if they do that, then he'll be back in time for the first match these guys ever have because that's how long it takes for, for, for matches and feuds to actually happen in AEW. This thing probably lasts all the way to like Grand Slam or something. This thing's going to be an incredibly long feud with all these great matches. So I have no doubt we're going to get our big anarchy in the arena type style match. But I always want to see those, match those matches be potential blow-offs as opposed to the first match between a faction. That's just, that's just me. I, I, I love the idea of Danielson taking the title off of Omega. Um, uh, but I, I, I also just love Danielson leading... AEW's four horsemen like it's a perfect analogy J jeff hawkins old old fightful buddy uh had it on, on twitter that like danielson is the charismatic leader who's flair um you got tully who is the bad lieutenant that's that's john moxley uh you got the the veteran uh who loves kicking ass that's claudio and you got the young guy who's arm that's the original four horsemen it's perfect and these guys just running wild all over AEW, not giving a damn about titles yet, but eventually they will, and they're going to try and murder everybody on their way to the top. It's great. 
you know, I I like that comparison. I might say uh, Moxley's probably a little bit of Oli just because of how surly he is. But I, I do like that comparison. And we got this great super chat from Jambeard here that says, BCC trying to take out all of Paige's friends is because it's the elite to reform is basic but great storytelling. It's perfect. I agree. And if Matt Jackson is down, it's not like there's not another member of the elite that's sort of floating around back in ring. Yeah. You know, that they, they do have options. They, they have lots of options. There's also, like, literally... Any wrestler backstage would jump at the opportunity to be written into this story tell in this story ma- story uh, storyline for any reason. Like you, oh, well, this is the biggest thing that AEW might have done, uh, all, might be doing all year. Uh, yes, I would. I would greatly like to be the replacement for Matt Jackson in the storyline. Find a way to get me into this. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we we never did see the original blood and guts because. I believe yep. Hardy ended up being the replacement for Cody. And yep. you know, there there is a way to get a lot of people into this storyline. And we got this great uh, super chat from Kylie here. Always appreciate the support from Kylie. Glad you're watching with us. Um, hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing, too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But yeah, let's keep going here because. The fun didn't stop there because we had a guns promo, Alex, where they essentially said that's, next week. That's where the fun stopped for me. <laughs> well, it picks up <laughs> shortly after. Yeah, it's true. So the guns said, FTR, we beat you next week, and your catchphrase will finally be true. Top mm-hmm. guys out. Right. And JJ mm-hmm. wants to know, what do you think about FTR and the guns match? In my opinion, why take the belts off the acclaim to set up this match? I feel it hurts both teams' momentum. Here's what I feel doesn't hurt momentum. FTR is tag team champions of any wrestling promotion ever. FTR is fantastic, and it's an easy thing to do to beat the heels, Mm -hmm. the young kids, Mm -hmm. get a quick tag title reign. I like Mm -hmm. it. I hope FTR wins on Long Island. I, I will say this. I think as a general rule for AEW right now, the more different champions you have across all divisions, the better. because it has an incredible amount of cachet uh, to people who are tuning into your program for the first time when you get to say, this, this, these guys are former tag champions. This one is a former TNT champion. This one's a former two-time international champion. Whatever you get. Anytime you can do that, immediately you go, even if they're not booked to win that night, somebody who's tuning in immediately goes, well, if somebody can beat a former two-time TNT champion, that's a big deal. You don't have the 30, 40 year history. Uh, there's, you don't have anybody who's been in your, in your company for 10, 12 years who can have all of these title reigns. So you, for, for right now, I think it's really cool that you give the guns a title reign that lasts a couple of months. You put it back on FTR and then you can move forward. From, I think that's good for the guns, even though I'm not a huge fan of theirs. I think they're getting better and better. I will admit that. Um, I, I think that, 
I still think that it wasn't the right time to take the titles off of the acclaimed, but the acclaimed are going to be over whether they have the titles or not. So as long as you keep them on TV, that's all that matters because they're going to get a pop with the rap and they're going to do fun stuff. So that that's all that matters there. I think that that FTR certainly should win the titles uh, versus uh, the guns because the alternative to me is too unthinkable to even fathom. Uh, so yes, they must win. They must stay in AEW. They must win. They must uh, become the champions. Yes. Uh, we got more Umber chats and super chats about the wonderful segment with the BCC and the elite. Grain and media says BCC ain't nothing to F with. No, it's true. Wonder what's going to happen at Supercard of Honor. Kingston and Shibata are in trouble. Looking forward to Friday night. I agree. I think uh, I think Kingston's winning. I'll just say that right now. I think Kingston will wow. actually win. Wow. I think Shibata probably not as likely because, you know, I don't know if he's going to really be in Ring of Honor to defend the pure title. But I think Kingston gets his moment and wins. And while we're on the subject of Supercard, we had a super chat from Jaden Fox that said, Good day, Robert and Alex. I might skip SmackDown this weekend for Supercard. May the good graphs delight you. I will not be skipping SmackDown. I will be on the SmackDown post show. Yeah, yeah. If I could, perhaps I would. But right, right. That, yeah, that is yeah. where I will be. But yes, mm-hmm. I think Kingston is finally going to get his moment against Claudio this weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I I'd love that for 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 Eddie. I really would. And there, that honestly, maybe the maybe the plan just so they can not have to worry about Claudio pulling double duty. If he's going to be involved in this BCC versus the elite story, which is incredibly important to AEW, maybe you don't want him pulling double duty right now. Uh, Eddie Kingston getting the victory in a very meaningful match for him by beating Claudio uh, certainly could be could be the play. Um, if Claudio does retain, uh, I still want uh, Adam Page to be the one to beat him because I think that's part of this overall story. I think Page versus Claudio would be an, an amazing match. And Paige never got to be ROH champ when he was in ROH. So I think that'd be a kind of a cool thing too. Um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, number one thing would be for Eddie Kingston winning and getting that moment uh, would be amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Super card of honor going d- directly up against uh, Rampage is also a fun one uh, for yeah, me to be I, like, oh, okay, good, fine. I have questions, but they're going to do what they're going to do. And we're going to yep. cover it all here on Fightful. Yep. yep. But we... We got another one here from Ronald Hollick that asks, any chance of Shooter Umino could be a fifth for the Blackpool Combat Club if Abushi or Takeshita are factored into the elite? Now, hear me out. What I would do is have Takeshita, who Don's been courting, actually say, no, no, I've always had an allegiance to Brian. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be there. And then you bring in Abushi, and there, mm-hmm. there's your five. If we need to do sure. the five... I prefer five, the yep. four on four, but if you need the five, mm-hmm. it's there. What do you think? Um, man, it's so it's. I'm not ready to 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 be. I'm not ready to be told to root against Takeshita. Agree. You know what I mean? I I mean like I get it, heels and faces or whatever, but like, um, he's just. I want to watch him win a bunch of matches and become a champion. And I don't want to like be conflicted about that because he's running with the biggest bunch of bullies in the entire company. Um, you know, like I, I get it. I can have my favorites and root for heels to win or whatever, but like I try and, and, and respect what the show is telling me the allegiances are and whether or not I'm supposed to boo or cheer. Like I get it. I'm not like, you know, it's not still real to me. Damn it. But in that sense, I try and figure out what it is they're wanting for this character. I think Takeshita is in- incredibly, um, uh, he's so, it's so easy to root for that guy. And I don't want to not quote unquote be able to anymore. Um, but uh, I do love the idea of of him just basically spitting in Don Callis' face because that's always fun. That's always a good thing, right? And I think in a case like this, fans are going to have the allegiances they're going to have. Right, one way or another, and just enjoy the match. Mm-hmm. So the options are there, and we got another one from Jambeard Alex that says, "Alex, mm-hmm. what we really need is a tag match of the Guns versus Double J and Shamrock Shake." Yeah, who, that's, that's that's definitely what we need. All right, who who are we referring to when we say Shamrock Shake? 
That's that's Don Mysterio, of course, because he's green and vanilla. <laughs> okay. All right, Alex. Very, very good. I, I agree. I listen. I think keep up, keep up, man, keep up. I think Dom's gonna have a great weekend. I think he'll be far away from Jeff Jarrett, mm. as he should be. That's but mm-hmm. these shows have been lacking uh, Jeff Jarrett lately, and uh, oh yeah, it's really, it's really too. I'm bad. sure that's really breaking your heart, Alex. It is, man. All, all the I just I missed seeing his face on my screens. Oh, I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it. I, I, I almost, I almost did, but I couldn't do it. All right, well, moving on here, we've got the International Championship match. Orange Cassidy has another just really mm-hmm. fun match with the Butcher, Alex. Mm-hmm. The the Blade doesn't waste any time trying to bring in a crowbar. Referee tosses him out immediately. Mm-hmm. Cassidy tries to go for a quick ending, mm-hmm. fails with the Orange Punch, fails at the beach break, so tries to mm-hmm. go for his light hits. Butcher beats him down a little bit eventually because the referee's in AEW are always caught sleeping, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade does come back with the crowbar, hits Cassidy in the back, out come best friends to help mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Cassidy, of course, wins because we weren't really going to give a title to the Butcher. But what do you think of the match? What do you think of just this great title run from Orange Cassidy? I I, I, I don't necessarily need the... the I, I do love the Butcher. I mean, that guy's out there wearing capri pants and a red sash belt. And and he makes it look intimidating because he's the butcher. Uh, he's great. I love that dude. Um, I don't necessarily need a singles run from him as a champion. I I think the butcher and the blade are are, are a great shout to get another one of those quick tag team title reigns uh, because it'll always be a thing that, that you can say former tag champions about them, and then it becomes more important when some team beats them on a rampage. That is a thing. Like regardless of whether or not you think it is, it it, it actually works. Um, but this was great. Butcher is uh, incredibly compelling as a big, beefy dude who hurts m- men smaller than him. He's incredibly compelling in that role. Uh, he's he's great at it. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I do think that Cassidy's like ah, he's now seventeen and oh, and his last seventeen singles matches. Okay, great. Where does this go? Where are we going with this? Like we we, we you can't. You cannot be waiting for the perfect guy to take his 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 title. I don't know where we're what we're doing with like it's cool like it was a good it's it's been a great international championship run uh, all Atlantic title run as well. But now I think it's perfectly fine now for him to lose and somebody else to go on a run with that belt. That's belts. There's no reason for him for anybody to hold that belt for six months. Like, that's a great belt to, like, get somebody a, a championship run along the way. You know, Alex, if you're asking where is this going with the international title, and if you want to go anywhere internationally, whether it be for six months, a year, or even just mm-hmm. two hours during Dynamite for reasons unknown, we have a great sponsor, and Alex, and uh, Sean Ross is going to tell you all about how to do that. Nord. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What more can I say that I haven't already said? Well, I'm going to have to say a few things because this is an ad read for NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You know, the way that I get UFC pay-per-views for uh, one-sixth the price, the way that I'm able to unlock lots of content, the way that I'm able to keep myself browsing safely and securely when I'm on the road or when I'm at home on all my devices. This bad boy right here, this bad boy right here, all these bad boys around here that you can't even see are all protected with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. A 30-day money-back guarantee. You already get a great deal on it. The amount in savings that I had the first month beat the price that I paid for the subscription itself. And again, works on all your devices with one subscription. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Check out their many great tiers and tons of other great features. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Yes, they're very good to us. NordVPN, legitimately great sponsor. We love having them on board. And uh, if I do say so myself, I use them when I don't want to watch commercials during Dynamite, and it's mm, flawless. Mm, yeah, that's very good for that reason. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that was your Orange Cassidy match of the week. And we move along here, and we had a promo from Jade Cargill. She's still mad. Ty Valkyrie's still here, still using the jaded. She says, 
you guys better handle it this time. Sterling has someone else who's going to hand her the paperwork that says stop <laughs> using this move. Hmm. I don't know, Alex. What do you think? Taya is... Jeez, I I wonder if this person who serves her with papers is going to get a, a road to Valhalla uh, given to them. Uh, it, it, like, it just, just certainly does feel like they brought in they brought in a ringer to bump for one move. Uh, like, how? Hey, I'm here with my baddie Layla, who's just going to say a few things. I'm going to say a word, and then she's going to repeat it. She's doing great, everybody. Also, I'm here with my my lawyer, who's got a broken nose from taking the road to Valhalla, and he's going to introduce you to this woman who's going to stand over here, looking menacing, but not say anything for this entire promo. I wonder what her role will be in this match we're going to tape later tonight. So uh, this is this is fun. The road to Valhalla versus Jaded thing is interesting. Um, I I I wonder if if the end of this is going to be the winner of the match between them, not only becomes the champion but gets to keep using the move. Like, I wonder if that's what they're they're actually going to put that on the line. There's some interesting stuff. Yeah, and we got a comment here from Jambeard that says, I mean, respectfully, Jade, and I'm sure you're not the only one who right. has these thoughts every time Jade mm. Cargo pops up on screen. Nope. And we have one that I must have missed because I didn't hear this when Jeff Cobb was in the ring. And it says, that's right, Taz. And he used to kill and eat people in the Lucha Underground promotion. I did not hear that either. I please tell me that was something was actually said on the air. That had to be so, from Excalibur because I, I I have to go back and listen to that quoted. I must have missed it. That's, That's fantastic. Great. They have such a good time they at do. the booth, and it's it's great to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, we got a rock hard Juice Robinson promo. He's gonna fight Action Andretti on Rampage, oh and he's fighting Starks next week. What do you think about Juice? Uh, I love Juice Robinson. I think that he's, he is, he's just, he's got uh, so much, um, heel fire, which is really like, he's crazy. Like there's the, there's, there's something about the, the, his eyes, you look in there and you go, Oh, that man is definitely beating a drifter to death. Like there's, he's got something in him that is like, you know, there's something wrong with that dude. Um, and I, I think that's, I think that's great. You need a guy like that. I love this, this idea of him and Ricky Starks. I like the idea of drawing it out by having, um, by having him beat the absolute crap out of Action Andretti on the way there. Uh, Action Andretti will look great in the match, no doubt. Um, but I think that the end of it is, it's got to be uh, Juice who wins because that Juice and Ricky Starks thing is going to be really good. Here's the deal with this. I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you have Ricky Starks win this feud with with Juice Robinson eventually, and then what? Because it really looked like the and then what after his match with MJF was the sky's the limit, and then he was locked in that thing with Jericho that didn't really go anywhere. And good for Jericho for putting over Ricky Starks. And the and then what is a great feud, I'm gonna say, but for a lot of people, it's not enough. Like, where's Ricky Starks going from here? Like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like we're we're getting anywhere. I know that a lot of people wanted, like you saw a lot of social media say when Bullet Club interrupted Ricky Starks, they're hoping for Jay White. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the and then what. I think the and then what is Starks beats Hobbs for the TNT title. That's what I think too. But I thought I thought you could have easily gone directly there because Hobbs became the TNT champion um, uh, on the same night that uh, that that Ricky put Jericho in his rearview mirror. I think they want to have Hobbs have a longer reign, so you're going to do whatever you're going to do with Juice and and uh, for, for Starks. And then after Juice, you go to Hobbs. I think that's a perfectly fine thing to do. Um, before we move on here, we do have... A comment from Lee Butler, and I don't want to forget it, that just asks, who is Don Stevens? And I'm not did sure. I, did I say Don Stevens? Or did you, you might have Don said Stevens? Don Stevens instead of Don Callis. I, it's possible. One of us said Don Stevens instead of Don Callis. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not Don saying... Stevens might be a better human being than Don Callis. We it's just possible. It's it is very, very possible. possible when talking about yeah. uh, the good old jackal. But mm-hmm. uh, true. moving on, we got... Ruby Soho and Willa Nightingale in a match that I almost feel is too soon. Like you could have really gotten something out of this if you built it a bit more, but mm-hmm. this was just Ruby's heel now. Willow's mm-hmm. sad about it. 
and they had a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruby distracts Aubrey. Pay, uh, Soraya is just giving knees on the apron. She's doing a little bit too much for the referee to be completely distracted for this. Willow was just emotional the entire match. She did a great job of conveying that I'm sad that I have to fight my former friend. She really tried, Alex. She you know, hit her spine buster. She kicked out of two no futures. She got out of Destination Unknown. Almost got it with backslide. Mm-hmm. Didn't get lucky. Ends up losing to the old roll-up special. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? And how are you feeling about the outcasts in general? Um, well, listen, I, I I think they did an incredible job of protecting Willow. She didn't lose the match. Like, Ruby, Ruby cheated with the most ridiculous, you know, uh, underhanded, you know, weak way to cheat possible. A roll-up with your feet on the ropes. Um, uh, so Willow won the match. She kicked out of two, no futures. You know, she won the match. Um, I, I thought it was a really good match. Good, good, good showcase for Willow. Um, I think the outcast, I I don't, I don't, this, this feels very groundhog day for me. A member of the outcasts wrestles a woman who is at least tertiarily involved in this feud. Sky blue you know, um, Willow, somebody like that. And then uh, after they win the match, probably via some kind of underhanded thing, they are going to spray paint an L on that woman that they've just beaten. Oh, but then look, it's Riho with or without pipe running to the ring with another member of their loose faction to run them off. And it does feel like they just do that over and over again. This happened to have the yeah. uh, the the added wrinkle of Rio coming without pipe, which means no one runs away from Rio without pipe. Rio has to remember to bring her pipe if she's if she's if she's going to decide to run people out of the ring because it's not going to work otherwise. Uh, yeah. And then Jamie, Jamie Haters saves Rio, so there's that. yes, and of course they're going to fight next week for the women's world title. Sky right. Blue was the other one. We got Sky Blue instead of pipe. Wasn't as effective, I guess. Nobody ran yeah, away. <laughs> you know? Rio carrying Sky Blue to the ring <laughs> instead of a pipe would have been a great shout. But yeah, um, Tom Lavalley notes Aubrey had that green eye shadow, mm. and you know Ruby mm. did dye her green before turning. So it's it's possible. You never know. I, I don't think Aubrey would ever do that. But if there was any referee who could pull off being a character, I think it is her. Mm-hmm. But Alex, we got a powerhouse Hobbs promo that just very quickly recapped him beating Penta. And he said, this title's never leaving me. Mm-hmm. Hobbs is doing great. I don't love QTV. I've been I've said it on Twitter. It's not I'm very me. I'm very happy we did not get a QTV tonight because I am not into that at all. I love Will Hobbs. Um and I I'm I'm happy he's the TNT champion. Uh I hope he has another couple of, of defenses like he had against Phoenix. And Penta, um, before he inevitably, uh, you know, he will he will lose that at some point. But I want him to have these good match because I think he's a I think he's a, a better wrestler than people give him credit for. He's definitely a big boy who can throw people all over the place. I think there's I think there's a lot to to uh, to this title reign for him, um, and I'm I'm happy he's got the 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 title. But the the QTV thing isn't working for me. Uh, it's not working for me either. Look, I love everyone involved. I just, I don't need the TMZ ripoff. Uh, that's not my thing. Just the normal of it, let alone mm-hmm. wrestling iteration. But guys, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats because we're going to talk about the main event segment here. And Alex, it was a good one. And on any other night where Brian Danielson doesn't turn full heel, it would right. be my favorite on the show. Because right. Adam Cole, baby, my favorite... Mm-hmm wrestler has finally returned after a nine-month layoff due to injury and he wrestled daniel garcia and it was a really good match and it appears cole is taking on the brian danielson get scared every time i take a bump roll because boy did it work alex taking pile drivers those taking... pile drivers were just vicious too they Garcia's were gnarly, like ugh. i i hope i hope your head's okay because if it ain't you're gonna die like he yeah, Garcia was not in the mood to pull any 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 punches, so to speak. Uh, this this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, Adam Cole, as a true 
baby face. Not a tweener, but like a true baby face where they're stopping the, the post-match for him to kiss his girlfriend and get streamers dumped on him. Like, he is a true baby face now. It's been a long time since we've seen him do that. I think he's perfectly cut out for it. I think it's going to be a, a really great run for him. This has been a, a, a really good um, – this is a great way for him to come back with this one match and also then another thing that happens after. I mean, uh, fun things here. Daniel Garcia tuned up the band for Sweet Turn Music only to get super kicked himself. Uh, Cole is able to get out of the Dragon Tamer, eventually hits the super kick, the Panama Sunrise, and the boom for the victory, Alex. And I noticed when this match was over, I said there's a lot of time left on the clock. Mm-hmm. I was hoping for a BCC run in. I wanted like uh, Adam Cole to join the elite. I would think that would be right. I was too. At this point, I'm going, my God, you know, Garcia just joined BCC. And Cole joins a lead, and this is it's actually just it's everything I want. Is. And yeah. then Alex Judas plays in the arena. Yep, that's uh, bad. That's you a know, bad pick. <laughs> Judas plays in the arena, and Chris Jericho yeah. is mad. Yeah. He's very mad, Alex. He's storming to the ring, yeah. and he says, "He gets his, he gets Garcia. He's pulling streamers off him. He won't even." Look Adam Cole in the eye mm-hmm. as Adam's celebrating with Baker. And mm-hmm. we go off the air with Chris Jericho is mad at Adam Cole. Yep. Alex, I think this is where we're going for double or nothing. Oh, we're definitely doing that. Uh, I just hope that's fine. I mean, honestly, here's the thing. Adam Cole, it's a it's honestly it's a it's a perfect slot for him to be in because um Adam Cole gets to wrestle like cool hand Ange on an episode of rampage just like he gets to take it easy going coming inching back in this this match with with garcia will be the hardest he has to work in any match between now and uh you know may 15th or something um and if we're gonna have a feud coming back jericho is the right guy to work with honestly jericho is not gonna do anything that's gonna damage you um uh, he'll he'll absolutely put over adam cole it's the right thing to do that's great i just like i want adam i love adam cole and i'm really excited to see him do the baby face thing i and this is like i've wished for this like i i honestly been like man i really wish that adam cole will come back whenever he's healthy god i hope he's healthy soon i've been saying this for like six months because re- like it's been he's been out for nine months and i've been hoping he'll come back for like six um, and when he does, I hope he gets an amazing, huge baby face ovation and they let him have an awesome baby face run. And they did that tonight. But then the monkey's paw showed up and the monkey's paw says he did. He's back. He's a huge baby face. And you have to watch him feud with Chris Jericho for two months. And if it's two months, I'll be OK with it. If it's six months, you can all go to hell because that's how long Jericho's feuds usually last is far beyond their expiration date. If it's two months and he beats Jericho on a one-on-one match, double or nothing, and moves on, awesome. I'm all for it. But let's not extend it beyond there. And so, truthfully, this has been a dream match of mine for years. I once said, probably like two years ago on this very podcast, that if I could pick anyone to retire Chris Jericho, it'd be Adam Cole. And that was back when he was in NXT. Yeah. They're obviously going to feud over the Bay Bay thing. Mm-hmm. The promos will be fun. If we can get the Jericho we got last year, the Lionheart run, I think the match will be great. But I don't want to see this go for seven months. That, yeah. is, that I can say comfortably. But we do have some super chats here, Alex. Jambeard yeah. says, I do like how JS is getting three different feuds. 2.0 versus Acclaim, Jericho and Cole, Sammy and MJF. It'll limit their gang wars. Or, or devil's advocate here, it will just extend mm-hmm. the gang wars to everybody on the roster. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Jan Deard that... also wants to know, Alex, what happens if the feud is almost a year? Well, I just I just, just walk off my roof at some point <laughs> around the eight-month mark. Um, it's uh, Listen, I don't think it'll be that long. Think about it is that, that people are pointing out that the Starks feud really wasn't that long. True. It just felt really long because Starks got the victory over Jericho to right start away. the feud. And then they had him do all the stuff with Action Andretti in the middle. 
and every time it doesn't that every feud with Jericho feels super long, even if it isn't super long. But like they had the one with like the one that that started with uh, Eddie beating him at Revolution last year, and then went through the entire summer mm-hmm. with like some variation of Jericho versus Eddie with everybody else getting involved. Like, please, it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to do that. So uh, honestly, I do think this can be really great for both Yas in that it would break them up. And also for Jericho and Cole, especially if it just ends a double or nothing, we move Cole on. I think babyface Cole challenging um, MJF at all out is a perfect match to anchor that pay-per-view babyface Cole versus MJF would be, is a, is a program you need to do during this probably year long reign of MJF. It's a great one. And this is a good way for for Cole to to get over the Jericho hump and then move into MJF. It it definitely is a match they need to do. Adam Cole was on MJF's list of people who he would never defend against. I do, or who will never? He says, "Who I will, who will never beat me." I will never beat him. Was it Adam? My brain don't work, so I can't cope. Cole, like something like that. Um, Also. I firmly believe he will have a match against everybody on that list. Yes. It's um, going to be good. Ryan W. with a nice super chat here that says, Stella got her groove back. Hashtag AEW. I don't know if that did, that's a reference to anything. Maybe Adam Cole. Maybe Brian Danielson returning home to violence. But mm-hmm. Stella did indeed get her groove back. Mm-hmm. We also have one here from Irene that says, With the elite feuding with BCC, what babyface trios should feud with House of Black? I would push top flight and AR Fox, make AR Fox a part of the team. Me Here's too. the problem with that, because I think that they're going to go ahead and beat the embassy over in Ring of Honor. I those do belts. too. And that I, I don't want this. But if you told me there was one unified title between yes. ROH and AEW, the trios seems like a good a good idea. Because it's really hard to keep two separate trios divisions. So why not have one set of trios belts? Now, I don't necessarily want this. But if Top Flight and AR Fox beat the Embassy, um, then and Top Flight and AR Fox have those titles, and they feud with, with the House of Black, and it's a unification feud, that's a great way of, getting, of having the feud and having it mean more. Um, but you're right. Because it did feel like, up until tonight, it did feel like, oh, it's Yas versus House of Black in this feud that'll, you know, that'll take him into double or nothing. And I was like, I don't know that I really want that, but I guess that's what we're getting. But we're not, because because Sammy's doing his thing with MJF. Uh, Garcia, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of stuff there, but 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 they're trying to bring uh, the the Daddy Magic and Ange are trying to bring in uh, the acclaimed. There's there's that. Um, Hager's just hanging around with. Daddy Magic and Ange. Uh, Jericho is going to be feuding with, with Cole. It feels like everything's being pulled apart and there's no room for a House of Black feud. So I'm very ex- interested to see who they will be feuding with, but I think Top Flight and Air Fox is my pick, certainly. we got to talk about this, too, because they just announced tonight that Sammy Guevara versus uh, Takeshita is happening on Rampage, and I get it. you got to build up Sammy Guevara for his feud with MJF by giving him a bunch of wins. Can he not beat Takeshita, a dude who desperately needs wins? Like, I I get it. Sammy Guevara needs to win matches. Can he not beat Takeshita along the way? That's all I'm saying. Please don't do that. I do want to point out our moderator, Birthday Boy Luis, said, hear me out, two-belt AR Fox, and Stranger Things have happened. I definitely think he'll have gold sooner rather than later in one of the six men. But there's also Death Triangle. There's there's quite a few. I and like this one. Best best friends and OC after after Cassidy loses. I I agree. I think uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta have needed gold. They are one of the only OG acts that haven't gotten them. So hopefully they get something soon. Mm-hmm. And we also have a comment here from Jester Designs that says, "Saw Xavier Woods live at PAX East, and he confirmed tribalism is basically just with the fans." I think every wrestler says that, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, I think the tribalism thing, I think that absolutely wrestlers who are in one uh, company 
are friends with wrestlers who are in her company because they've worked with them in the past. And also that is a bond, like a, 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 a sameness. You have a thing in common with other people who nobody else does. The life of a professional wrestler, the bumps, the bruises, the long nights, the crazy travel, all of that. Just a, a simple shorthand of, of terms that you use with each other. Of course, they're going to be friends or at least friendly with each other, except for, oh, I hate that guy. Like, that's that's totally normal in any in any walk of life. But I do think that, by and large, I think that most of the people who work for WWE are, uh, are probably friends with most of the people who work for WWE. Yeah, and uh, as we... Ended out here. We got a couple more super chats and Humphrey chats. We've got one from Jambeard that said, spoiler for Supercard of Honor, but did you two see who got announced for Garcia's opponent? And TK announced it on Twitter. Daniel Garcia versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Alex, how do you feel? How I feel is that I'm going to have to buy this pay-per-view and then watch it like four hours later at two in the morning. Alex, like it's... it's so funny. I feel the same way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be watching SmackDown uh, and then doing a watch-along of Rampage while over on another channel somewhere where I have to get into my cable box to find it. They're having the greatest wrestling card in the history of the universe, apparently. Because they're just, hey, why don't we just throw in Daniel Garcia versus Tanahashi on this thing? Because we don't have enough good matches yet. Yeah, Jesus, it's it should be a banger. I'm excited. I will also be here doing the SmackDown post show with Alex Cardoza. I may also do a Rampage watch along. Maybe you know, maybe Alex, you just jump in on that sure, as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I want to round this one out here from of all people, Princess Diana, that says, "You gentlemen do a marvelous job." And then Jam Beard says, "You know what?" Put Action Andretti with Top Flight as the trio if AR Fox Ooh. is going to be ROH Trio's champ. I'm all for Andretti getting some mm. gold sooner rather than later. Yeah. I think it's a little yeah. too soon, but we will mm. see. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. We got another uh, super chat from Broadway Joe that says, Alex Takeshita needs to keep losing until he caves into the dark side and joins Callus. At least I think that's where it's going. No, because the dark side is now BCC, and I think dark side is BCC. The good side apparently is is Callus. Here's the thing. Um, I I also think that's where it's going. At least I think he's going to BCC by burning Callus. Where I understand, like for storyline purposes, this makes sense. Him losing, however, for non-storyline purposes, i.e. for my own purposes, I never want to see Takesh to lose because he's lost too many matches that I've wanted him to win. So now he's going to have to, he's going to have to, to make up for all the times I've had to watch that man lose. He's going to have to have an Orange Cassidy-like streak where he was like 17, 18 in a row. He is, but you know, I I really enjoyed Takeshita. I think he's been one of the best signings since great. the company's Started picking up more talent. We have a comment here from Jaden Fox, who's rubbing in uh, time zone differences for us, saying Supercard is at 11 a.m. on Saturday for me. That's perfection. 11 a.m. on Saturday for me. I got to watch the NXT thing. I mean, like, it's, yeah, honestly, yeah, the, the, it's the longest friggin' sta- show for stand longest, and deliver. <laughs> it's the longest friggin' weekend of my life. But hey, you know what? I could be sitting in an office doing data entry. So this is a lot better, I think. I, I completely agree. And guys, it is the longest weekend of our lives. It is WrestleMania weekend. And we got you covered here on Fightful.com. Fightful Select, the best $5 in the business. You're going to get a whole bunch of scoops from SRS this weekend who's traveling for WrestleMania. You're going to get exclusive podcasts with Alex Pulowski. You're getting Grab City. You're getting early access to interviews, podcasts, so much more. We're going to have everything wrestlemania we can covered the collective covered all that good stuff we're gonna have impact njpw covered literally i'll be covering half of it so i can tell you for a fact it will be covered and we just appreciate your support so much and we thank you guys for hanging out uh you can follow me robert defelice on twitter at dude felice that's d-u-d-e-f-e-l-i-c-e alex where can they find you and all your wonderful ramblings 
You can find me at Alex Sauragraps on the Twitter for as long as it still exists. Uh, and also, I'm really glad I didn't go to the trouble of trying to get verified all those years ago because uh, that's going away on Saturday. Uh, anyway, um, also... April um, Fool's. Yeah, April Fool's. Um, so uh, then you can find me on uh, Fightful Select uh, what, doing reviewing Raw on Monday with, uh, with, with the indomitable Kate Elizabeth. Uh, Tuesday with Kate on, on this channel reviewing NXT, Wednesday here, where I am, uh, and then on Fridays on Fightful Select, uh, we rev I review SmackDown while watching Rampage. It's a very concise hour reviewing one show that just ended while watching another. It's a lot of fun. People seem to like it. And then um, all damn weekend, because I'm going to be doing on this channel with Kate reviewing Stand and Deliver right before uh, WrestleMania actually starts. I'm going to watch WrestleMania night one, then I'm going to do a review of that on Five for Select, and then the next night we're going to watch WrestleMania night two and do a review of that also on Five for Select, and then the next night we're going to do Raw after WrestleMania on Five for Select, and then the night after that we're going to do NXT Tuesday after Stand and Deliver. But honestly, uh, it's going to be the longest week ever. So, Guys, there's so much content coming. I'll be here on Friday with Alex Cardoza. Sean Rossap will be back by Saturday for the first night of WrestleMania. He'll be here all weekend long. Guys, be safe. Be good. Thank you for hanging out. Alex, thank you for coming along for the ride. Yes. We will see you next time. But until then, we're out. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.